Okay, welcome back to the channel then today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We're actually gonna be looking at a very interesting, but, but yet again, controversial topic today and covering a lot of the truths that are not being put out by the media. I mean, this one goes very deep. It goes to, um, uh, there's politicians involved. There's a lot of profit involved. It runs through the entire uh, rail industry. And I guess we can even say it goes to the highest level in politics with their balloons and weather balloons and Chinese balloons taking priority over a, a huge disaster that has taken place here. One thing to bear in mind then is what I've got here is six pages or three pages that have been double-sided uh, looking after the environment, of course. This was originally huge. I mean, we're talking 40 to 50 pages. So what I've done, I've covered this in my notes and this was actually my final copy and yet it's still covered in notes. We're gonna go through the succinct points around this derailment that's taken place in Ohio. There are a lot of suspicious things. There's, again, a lot of coincidences, as usual, on this thing. And also, just to point out, that I had to become an expert on all of these chemicals that uh, actually spilled from this in, uh, huge disaster, uh, understand all the risks with them, understand what each one is, it's absolutely huge. I've had to look at the toxicity profile for vinyl chloride, which is the main thing that has been uh, leaked, which is a cancer-causing agent. But I want to just mention before that this big coincidence yet again, and I'm going to play this video for you. Here we go. Uh, you were an extra uh, <laughs> in a movie called White Noise. Let's watch a clip of it. The plot is uh, there is a train crash in Ohio, leads to the release of, of deadly toxins. It's very, uh, and nearest things very, very surprisingly the, the exact same. And if you understand how this works, that will make perfect sense to you. No, it is not a coincidence. Again, if you run the statistics, the statistics are millions to one of these events that keep taking place. And then it just so happens that even the extras from that film, the derailment in that exact location in Ohio, just happened to be from that town. So the extras were from the town and the derailment happened in that exact town. Not to mention the other coincidence is that the train actually traveled 40 minutes or 20 miles while the wheels were on fire or the safety checks failed. Now, if you remember the video I, I made quite recently now on the rail industry, and it was mainly talking about the strikes and um, looking at that, one of the things I highlighted was the safety measures. And what did I say? They are reducing the number of staff, they're reducing the safety levels because they're focusing on profitability. You'll also remember many years ago now, I talked about that infamous and absolutely terrible case of those families who burned um, alive in their cars. And when they actually did an investigation, there was a big court case, what they found was that the car company in question, I won't mention it here, deliberately moved certain aspects of the vehicle and the battery and other things, knowing that these things could catch fire and there was an increased risk to life. But what was decreased was the amount of 
payouts they would have to make. So it was a profitability exercise. So when you understand these things and you understand the coincidences, and we also had the deep water oil spill, which also was a, a movie just beforehand, and all of these big events, it's not really that much of a coincidence anymore. If you understand some of the teachings I've done um, in my other videos and how everything is coming together as we're moving forward into this new period in history. So let me go over a lot of my points then here. Firstly, we talk a lot about ESG on this channel, environmental, social and governance, and how we have this smokescreen in order to bring about a lot of major changes that affect you, your, your families, it affects myself to some regards, although I'm somewhat distanced from a lot of it now in having moved location and got uh, mainly self-sufficient with my own property and things. And that is definitely something I recommend to those of you who are able to do that. But one point of ESG is the environmental aspect, ESG, environmental social governance. And they always talk about environmental and that they're so focused on environmental that even the smallest thing they are regulating. We talked about wood burners, didn't we, just a couple of weeks ago again, and how there's a, a law has passed now for certain cities. London is one of them, but there are other cities where it is illegal to install now a wood burner. So we're seeing these trials. We're also seeing the 15 minute city trials and, and all these other things. I want to link this as well to when I did my last sort of big investigation. And again, I, I've not had so many requests in a long time for me to do an investigation on this. And, and it's taken a lot of time. I've had to do a deep dive and learn about chemicals and uh, carcinogenics and, and all sorts of other things. The last time I had this request was from the Nord Stream pipeline, where I did my research and investigation. And what I came out with was exactly what has just come out by other investigators now. But if you think about, and here's the reason I'm talking about that, if you think about what I talked about on there, and this was the biggest environmental catastrophe that they know of in history that they've tracked and measured because of the amount of methane released, and yet none of the governments were interested in doing an investigation to find out who did this huge terrorist incident. No, nope, not interested. Um, obviously, it is important, and isn't it, this ESG stuff, the environmental? Well, it's only important when it's things that they are focused on. So like this, this huge spill of not only chemicals, but they then, get this, burned off the chemicals because it was cheaper and it was quicker than doing this properly. They wanted to get the, the railroad open again. And we'll talk about what this is now starting to cause in the community, which is um, very negative health problems. But I wanted to read out a statement here that came from the environmental agency who's in charge of this, obviously very focused. They made the following declaration. So here it is. Water and air quality is normal. So that's the first thing they, they made that assessment. And they detected nothing alarming. So that was the second um, statement. But yet other regions outside of Ohio have actually completely closed off the water supply because they've found things. And, and bear in mind, this is hundreds of miles away, not in that immediate vicinity where the mayor and the governor and everyone else has said, the water's fine, just continue drinking it. Flint, Michigan, anyone remember, remember that? They've said it's completely fine. Uh, the drinking water is safe. <laughs> I mean, how laughable 
is this from an ironic perspective. I guarantee you those people, those leaders are not drinking this water. I, I, I will assure you of this. And even these tests that they are doing, there's a lot of experts now that have gone into the area to volunteer their help. A lot of them are being blocked. They're doing their own investigation and finding all sorts of things that are environmentally damaging. So what sort of chemicals were released then? Um, we had ethylene glycol monobutyl ether, <laughs> very complex names, a lot of this, ethyl hexylyl acrylate isobutylene butyl acrylate. Neurological symptoms are the um, side effects of this. But the biggest one is the burn-off of vinyl chloride, which is the big one here. Uh, this creates a gas. And those of you historians like myself, this is how I picked up on this one, will remember this gas. Phosgene. What was that used for? That was used in World War I as a weapon against the other soldiers, the opposing sides and the trenches, if you remember the, the gas. Um, it was almost instant death. So what we've seen at the moment is a number of chickens that died instantly in the region. Of the 712 miles of waterways, fish have been floating to the top dead. We've also had foxes on one man's farm dead, a number of other animals dead. And yet the government response is saying, nothing to worry about, the air and water quality is normal. Go about your daily business. Did you see the image of this black smoke cloud that was created when they decided this was a choice when they decided to burn off all of those chemicals. It looked like a nuclear bomb had just gone off. I shouldn't have used that word. This video will probably gets a censorship strike now, but that's what it looked like. It looked like one of those had actually gone off. It was so huge. And yet they say that there was absolutely no risk to burn it off. You know, it was a very small burn. How is that a small burn when they're, they're worried about wood burners? How much, you know, that gives off on highly efficient carbon in, carbon out. It's, it's insane. And they're saying that this wasn't an environmental disaster. And not only that, you would have thought this was all over the news at the time. Was it? No. What was on the news was Chinese balloons and then the, the fighter jets shooting down weather balloons of hobby clubs and all sorts of other things. This is what dominated the newspapers and, and the media. No declaration, uh, emergency declaration has come about. They have uh, request it from the president. He doesn't feel that's necessary and it's all in hand. What about funding for the people, the 4,700 to 4,800 people that live in the region? Um, $1 million. Yes, that is what they have given uh, as a fund. $1 million. This is insane. It is absolutely laughable. And if we look at, again, coming back to some of the previous videos I made on uh, train safety and derailments. If you look at the top 10 reasons for derailments, 50% of this can actually be improved so that these events won't happen. Why do they not do it? Why do they not improve it? Because of cost, because of money, because a lot of this is track related issues from uh, not being inspected enough, equipment failure, poor track maintenance, broken or loose rail, missing or broken track components, poorly maintained tracks and switches. This is all things that can be improved if they actually put more engineers onto it. Also, this train was huge. It was either 1.2 or 1.7 miles long and it had 
two staff on the train. I'm not joking, plus a trainee. Two staff for that scale. And, and the other thing that failed was all of the security protocols failed. How can a train go for 40 minutes, I think they said, 20 miles with the wheels on fire and nothing picked this up, nothing detected it. And then just after this, we actually had another derailment in Texas. Fortunately, there were no chemicals spilled. But I wanna bring you back to another research piece I have here. So this was November, 2012. A train derailed in New Jersey and spilled some of these same chemicals. So this is what we always look at as uh, when we're doing research. We look at, are there any precedents? It's a bit like when you go to court, the court will look at, are there any precedents for a case? So let's just look at this. Two years on, so this was in 2014 when they measured this, we don't have an update since, 10% of the population suffered various conditions, including respiratory problems, sorry, respiratory problems, headaches and nose and throat um, irritations. So this was a, a huge train, 150 cars, 38 of them of which is causing the biggest amount of problems here. Now, the other thing that absolutely is a smokescreen, I just don't believe it at all, is that the EPA, so again, the Environmental Service, reported that the chemicals involved in the wreck were known to have been, so this is one week after the incident, sorry, was known to have been and continued to be released to the air, surface soils and surface waters. And yet, why are they saying that there's no risk to the people in that area? This is all about profit. What they don't want to do is admit, and they're even getting the government involved in this. This is how deep the tentacles go now of these lobbyists and these huge conglomerates. What is it, $55 billion company we're talking about here. They are saying, and they've got the environmental agency and everything to say, there's no risk at all. The water's fine, the air's fine, go about your day. Yeah, okay, all these animals are dropping dead. Some of them just like that, dropping dead, but it's fine, there's no risk to human life. Again, we have precedence in the past of this as well. It, it doesn't make sense unless you view it through the filters that we are talking about here with all the coincidences, the, the pre-programming, and then how deep the tentacles go with, with lobbying and such matters. The other thing they've been doing is doing investigations and they're saying that all the homes are absolutely fine, no chemicals in the homes. Again, I don't believe that. How are they doing the right test for these chemicals? Because if it's going into the air, obviously those particles will go into a house. No home is airtight. If it was, you would run out of oxygen. I mean, this is how bizarre and baffling these reports and studies are. Homes, businesses, etc. even the crops, they're saying there's no you know, residues and things like that on the crops. Of course there will be this stuff on the crops. This is crazy talk. Now, what does the burning of these chemicals cause then? This is the big question. I haven't seen it anywhere. I have to do a lot of research on this. The burning of these chemicals can, and I pulled this directly out of those um, documents that I showed you at the start there. And there's a few more documents if you wanna look into this. The burning of these chemicals can lead to liver cancer, brain cancer, lung cancer, organ tumors, leukemia, and lymphomes. In fact, Cincinnati has actually closed off their water source, so that should tell you something. The Ohio River Basin drains an area uh, where approximately 25 million people live. Major cities downtown, so if you're in these cities, um, beware if they haven't turned off the water yet. 
uh, lower Mississippi, including Memphis, Tennessee, so these are metro areas of 1.3 million, Baton Rouge, 870,000, New Orleans, 1.3 million, Louisiana. So I think it's pretty much a clear cut case of what has happened here. We're, we're past the point of coincidences now, and we keep having these derailments, we keep having these um, events taking place all the time, and I get it. I know people often are skeptical when I go into detail on all these research pieces, and yet a few months later, a year later, two years later, an official report or investigation is done, and they find the same things I do. You can do the same thing as I do. All I do, I take huge swathes of data and research and information. I read these things very quickly with a highlighter, with a red pen. I pull out everything that's important. I put it into a big document, and then I just organize it all very efficiently so that I can take all this complex stuff and put it into a format that is very easy to um, understand and, and present. The problem is, is that we now have all of this very deep programming and the media deliberately puts all these opposing things out. You only really get the truth from very small local media or sometimes independent media, but a lot of the big media will not talk about these sort of things. And we looked at that CNN video and they made a joke of it. Oh, hey, you were that extra on the movie where this actually happened a year ago or, or White Noise and you know, Nicolas Cage movie, The Knowing and all of these things. And they turn it into a joke when it's, it's not a joke. A lot of this is being covered up, I think is probably the, the best description for this. So again, these videos take a huge amount of my time to uh, research and, and pull all of this together. So when I do get huge requests to make a video and look into something, I will do it for you. Just know I can't do it for every single event that, that ever takes place. Because I do wanna focus, and I, this is what I'm trying to do at the moment, here, the private community, the finance courses and other things that I have for you. I'm trying to get you focused on not being distracted by all of these things in the world you know, these distractions. I'm trying to get you focused on preparedness for this new world, this new future that we are moving into. Because it is going to be very, very different from the past, what we've been used to, even from early 2000 through to 2020. This world is, is finished now. It will never go back to how it used to be. We are now moving into this new era a lot more digital, a lot more controlling, especially by uh, governments and these other organizations that work with governments, a lot of unelected officials which are passing a lot of policies which affect you and I. So this is something to really look into for yourself, for your family, to start getting prepared for this new world, making sure you watch the videos and doing your own, re don't just listen to what I say and believe it, do your own research, and then only after doing your research and then comparing it to what I've said will you see the truth. And I think that's the best thing for all of us to do. Thanks for being a subscriber here. Thanks for watching. I will be bringing you a lot more great content this week. Thanks a lot. God bless. See you soon.